You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KCSN Post Game Show. I'm a dynasty kid in the city. Man, I need the bat. Woo. Oh, man, Tucker, I, yeah, we just saw those highlights just now, and I just lost it, man. I think this is the first time I kind of processed this. The Kansas City Chiefs are a dynasty. They've won back-to-back Super Bowls. They've won three in the last five years. They're the best team in the world. Uh, they are one of the greatest teams in the history of the National Football League, and they are quarterbacked by the best player that's ever walked the face of planet Earth. What's up, everybody? Ken Swanson, Maddie Lane, Craig Stouts. Uh, we are really excited to see you guys. We're really excited to be celebrating with you. Maddie, I know you're really excited as well. Baby, I couldn't I couldn't be more excited, Ken. I got to watch the end of this game with Craig. We were kind of hanging out here. We were watching it. We were having a good time. It was... I, I don't want to steal quotes from somebody, but I think it's only it only works here. It was electric. Just watch the end of this. You felt so damn good watching all of this. Them overcoming stuff throughout the all season, throughout this game. You have so much stuff working against them, and I don't mean being like screwed over or anything. Just so much was going against them in so many parts of this game, and they still come out. And like every single time, fifteen went out there with the ball in his hands with a chance to tie the game, to win the game. You thought it was going to happen. It didn't matter how much the game had struggled the entire time. You just felt so good, and it was just, it was that game. He's that guy. This is that team. Craig, this is why we dress up. This is why we dress up for Trophy Day, bud. Yeah, no, you dress up for Trophy Day, suit and tie, looking nice and sharp. It's just, uh, it's just business. I mean, it's just business. Uh, this is just what the Chiefs do now. They just go to Super Bowls. And, hey, we've got we've got a few other people. To, hey, Craig, we got a few other people that are ready to go right now because BJ Kissel and Haley Lewis are going right now. Welcome to Kansas City Power and Light. The Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. BJ Kissel hanging out with Haley Lewis. We are live from KC Power and Light just outside of Mosaic. We appreciate them for taking care of us and Bleacher Report on our live stream. Haley, for the first time in 20 years, the NFL has back-to-back Super Bowl champions and is the team that you and I have been rooting for our entire lives. And the Kansas City Chiefs, how does it feel? It's so exciting to understand that the Chiefs are now putting themselves in dynasty conversations, right? It was all the conversation about, was Mahomes good enough? Is he the GOAT? Is he going to be cemented in that conversation of the dynasty? Now he has cemented himself in that conversation forever. The Chiefs being able to pull off a first back-to-back championship since the 2003-2004 New England Patriots, which he led by Tom Brady. Phenomenal to see. Roger Mahomes, of course. You cannot deny he has been not only best in the league, but well on his way to be the best ever, especially through his first six I think tonight solidifies that he's in that conversation. If he wasn't already, people are going to have him in that conversation. And we spent four hours on a stream with 49ers fans who kept saying in the second half, you cannot put the game in Patrick Mahomes' hands if you're a 49ers fan and feel any kind of comfortable about it. And again, he went out there and proved that he got it done, went over 300 yards. There's so many things. I'm excited for the lab guys, Kate, Craig, and Maddie, to break this thing down with all the storylines, all the moments, the chess matches, all the man defense that we saw the 49ers playing. The Chiefs were calling perfect play calls on third down to beat some of those plays where you were expecting so much at own. They play man. The Chiefs have a perfect play call multiple times 
set up for this. And Patrick Mahomes does what he does. We saw Rasheed Rice make plays at the end. We saw Travis Kelsey make plays at the end. But let's not overlook what the Chiefs defense did. Two turnovers by the Chiefs earlier in this game. The Chiefs defense bowed up, did what they did all season long to put him in a position to be here at the Super Bowl. And now we get to celebrate with 30,000 fans at Power and Light. It's been a phenomenal performance. Haley, there's so many things to take away, but what is your top takeaway outside of Mahomes? What is your top takeaway from today's performance? Honestly, it's the resiliency of this team, right? I mean, obviously, I cannot wait to hear what the boys at home are going to join us with. The boys at home always have the best type of content. It's analytical. It's precise. I can't wait to hear what they have to say. But hear what I have to say. The Kansas City Chiefs win Super Bowl 58, and it's because the organization, the personnel that they have. It is because of the front office. It is because of the head coach that you hired. It is because of the quarterback that, that you brought onto your team. If you have Pascal Holmes, if you have Andy Reid, if you have Brent Beach, you are a Super Bowl champion. And if that is my opinion on how the fact they have found multiple ways to win with Tyreek Hill, without right Tyreek Hill, with the defense. And we're going to break this thing down. Patrick Mahomes is going to be a legend forever now, now as everybody expects him to do it. And he still went out and did it. There's something to be said about being expected to be great, yeah. to exude greatness, and to go out and do it. But let's now remember there are three phases to this game. There's offense, there's defense, and there's special teams. Yeah. The muffed pun that was recovered that led to the touchdown to Marquez Valdez came late. The blocked extra points that gave the Chiefs a chance to tie this late in the game. And then Harrison Butker, he's hitting the longest field goal in Super Bowl history, cannot be lost upon what it took for the Chiefs to get their what? The board is ball and franchise face. BJ, we talked about it all season long. This would have to be a complete game on all three units. Not just not just offense, not just defense, but also on special teams. And here we see tonight again yeah. a defensive. Ten points down is the game of it. It's all this pressure at the end of the time. Game late schools unit coming out when they need to come out and doing what they need, capitalizing on the opportunities they give it. This is what we talked about: the fact that the Chiefs are complete on all three units, and that is more important than having a stout offense, a stout defense, or being able to be exceptional in one category. Kansas City shows that no matter what, they can win. No matter what you're given, no matter what personnel, no matter what type, as long as you have your key personnel, they will get it done. And I think that's the thing that differentiates them from a franchise dynasty versus a team that is a fluke and wins here and there. Yeah, and we talked about it all week going into this game. There were going to be a handful of plays where Steve Spagnuolo, we know he loves to send pressure. Yep. I know Craig and those guys are going to break it down. He sends pressure. It puts luxurious lead. It puts Trent McDuffie on an island. Then we saw it a handful of times. Those guys in one-on-one situations down the field, they were in position and they made a play. They weren't beat by the deep ball, which going into this game, we knew Brock Purdy, or whatever you want to say about Brock Purdy, he led the NFL at deep ball passing. We know Spags is going to send pressure. He's going to put those guys on an island. Those guys in one-on-one situations made plays that allowed the Chiefs to win this football game. There's so many things that I can't wait to break it all down. I can't wait to talk about it for the rest of the week, for the rest of the month. We got a lot to talk about. At KC Sports Network, we appreciate everybody for following along. We know there's a lot more of this post-game show. Haley and I are going to go celebrate here at PNL. 
with 30,000 of our friends. We appreciate everybody for watching and supporting what we got going on at KC Sports Network. We appreciate Bleacher Report for allowing us to set up here and stream throughout the entire game. And for the post-game show, we're going to go celebrate. We're going to send it back to the boys at home. We appreciate all of you. We'll see you later. Fooling in bronze to share this. We appreciate you supporting KC Sports Network by listening to our podcast. You have helped us become the highest ranked Chiefs podcast network in 2022 and 2023. And don't forget about our daily Substack newsletter, the best written analysis you can find on the Chiefs straight to your inbox every day. KCSN.substack.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Chiefs win 25-22, back-to-back Super Bowl champs. Just What was that? Back to what? Back-to-back. Oh, or is that Super Bowl champs? Wait, hang on, hang on. Is that two time? Two time. Two time. Back to back. Is that good? Patrick Mahomes triples his best. All of the memes. Let's go. I like this. Craig, I know we had to cut you off. I got a lot of people have never seen a back to back. I just was saying, there's a lot of people alive right now that have never seen a back to back Super Bowl winner. Absolutely. Uh, Tucker may not remember football. When they're in the, the last back to back, I believe it's been 19 years since this has happened, and the Chiefs just they God, do was I they... alive? Yeah, shut up. You were you were extremely alive. You were the most alive. Um, <laughs> man, I don't like I don't know where to start with this. You know, I I don't know like I don't know if you want to get into the game. If you want to talk about just how cool it feels to be a back to back champion, like we can get into the game a little bit. I think it's I think it's time to get into the game, honestly, because it starts out like every Super Bowl the Chiefs play, they go down ten. <laughs> you know, they they trail early. Oh, Michael Chain with a two hundred dollars super chat. Like, thank you, man. Appreciate you. All that goes to the KCSN Foundation, by the way. Just so you know. Hey, hey love you. Thank you. Thank Holy so cow! Much. What a donation! Thank you. They got McCole. They got McCole talking, holding the Lombardi in front of everybody, and I just gotta say, that's fucking amazing. 
that's a misstep. Everything he has had to go through in Kansas City before leaving in free agency, before coming back, once coming back after the Dolphins game, everything, after the Bills game, everything to have McColby get this game winner, get a get up there on the podium, holding Lombardi, talking to the world. Absolutely amazing. Him and MVS with the like the craziest redemption arcs of all time yeah. with Chiefs fans, they will now forever be remembered by Chiefs fans <laughs> who are making the biggest plays in the biggest games of all time. It was MVS and McColl catching the touchdowns. After last year, it was Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony catching the touchdown. Like, I mean, again, like we we were saying this right before we came on. They traded midseason for McCole Hardman because they needed somebody to get vertical and stretch the field and try and open things up so that the underneath stuff could work. What happened in this game? McCall Hardman goes out there. He stretches the field, catches a big deep pass that should have resulted in points and didn't because of an Isaiah Pacheco fumble, and then makes the biggest play of the game on what Patrick Mahomes called, quote, essentially corn dog. Essentially, Gordon. Oh, okay. I mean, just I, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Like, again, hey, hat tip to the script writers. Like, well done, guys. You you guys nailed this one. This was incredible. No, I love that. I love that for both of those guys. And yet, it didn't take away anything from the guys that have carried this throughout the season. Travis Kelsey, Rushi Rice, Isaiah Pacheco, and the entirety of the Chiefs defense who did not allow more than 27 points in 21 games. That is outrageous. Mm -hmm. That is not something that's been done before. We are witnessing greatness here. This was an encapsulation of the entire season, mm -hmm. right down to the fact that the Chiefs go into overtime. They need their offense to step up. They need to finish like they have in the postseason, and all they do is drive the length of the field and score. It was incredible. I I think like the, you said, the game's an encapsulation of this season. And if even if you look at just the struggles for the large swath swath of the game offensively for this team, and the mistakes that they were making that were so common to what we saw, and as the game progressed, the same way as the season progressed you saw this team slowly start to figure this thing out. You know, it's been so much um, opportunities for redemption. And there was still, some, like, there was a lot of things that, you know, could have really, really hurt this team. And But the fact that they kept fighting through all those things, the fact that they went through this last stretch of games, I think, you know, they kind of worked all of that out. They worked the angst out. They worked the emotions out. And they finally just got to a point where, they were not going to be denied. They were going to make mis they were going to make plays in the biggest moments. It wasn't always pretty. Even in the last possession, we had Marquez Valdez Scantling going backwards for a gain of negative four. That was crazy unlucky though for him. Like he gets spun out. Like it sucked, but that was crazy unlucky for the man. He got spun out of a tackle. He regains his footing just to realize. I mean, I don't even know if he realized it, but he's at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> he then runs like that sucked. But hey, we're talking about the last drive. Do you know who was eight for eight for forty-two yards and had a nineteen-yard rush with the, the game best on player the line? in the world? The best damn player to ever lace them up 
in this game that we love, that we like to talk about, that we want to listen to people talk about, that we watch countless hours of, Patrick LaVon Mahomes, the final two drives in which he had the football, he was lights out. Up to that point, there was ups and downs. There was high moments. There was low moments. But at the end of the day, when the game was on the line, when they are down, both times he touches the ball at the end of the game, there was not a single doubt that anybody had. This man was going to do everything he had to do. He put his helmet down and ran through a defender's chest to pick up a first down. That's who he is, man. I yeah. There's not enough you can say. And we'll spend weeks now, all yeah. offseason months, talking about stuff like this. But I mean, just watching him down the stretch of this game, there was a clear control, a clear command. The moment never was too big for him. After some struggles throughout the game, he responded absolutely perfectly. He was the one in control of everything that was happening. And he put that knife in the 49ers back and twisted it and just kept going until the game was over. Patrick Mahomes' career high in rushing yards before this game was 63 yards. He just broke his his career record uh, with 66 yards on the ground. I'm going to double check to make sure that the play. I, I think I think that's right. At least in the regular seasons, he's never had 66 yards in a regular season game. I'm going to double check on the playoff stats. But I mean, now he had 69 yards against Buffalo uh, a few years back. So okay, only the second. Only the second time in the in 13 seconds gave you at 69 rushing yards. But he had 66 yards on the ground. He leads the Chiefs in rushing today. Um, and I mean, yeah, it just obviously it was a rough first half and he was struggling. And, you know, I think he made he missed some stuff and the receivers weren't getting open and the pass rush wasn't con- or you know, the pass rush was starting to get home and the defensive line was playing with a lot of energy. But I th- the Andy Reid quote kept working it. Right. They kept working it. And it's just kind of been the like they don't panic. And like we get to panic on the outside. We get to point to the things that we think could keep this team from winning and all that stuff. Right. But they don't panic. They stick through it. They keep the confidence up of all those guys. And this group just kept working through it, kept working through the the game plan, kept fighting the defensive side of the ball. We'll obviously get to some of there, too. But Mahomes was outstanding in the second half, as he's been for every Super Bowl. He played out of his mind. He willed his team to a third victory. And I think that's ultimately like, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're just feeling good. And Brock Purdy played well, credit to him, didn't make any crucial mistakes that really kept his team from winning the game. But you just felt like Mahomes was going to ascend a, a level beyond what Brock Purdy was capable of doing. And he was that in, that, in every, every bit of that in the second half. I mean, Mahomes goes for 333 in this game. Throws a bad interception. And honestly, I'm sitting here on my couch watching with my seven-year-old. This is the first time that she's ever been invested in a football game, probably in her life, and was completely into it. And I, I turned to her and I said, she's, oh, no, what happened? And I said, he just needed to get that one out of his system. Because that's how it feels in every loosen single up. one of these. They just loosen up a little bit. They have gone down every single Super Bowl that the Kansas City Chiefs have played, they have been losing at the half with Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. At the half. Like, you're just like, okay, well, it doesn't really matter. They're going to come out. They're going to do what they need to do in the back half of this game and try and show up in a game that the defense has kept them in. So all you needed was a response from Patrick Mahomes. And what he did on the last three drives of the game 
was impeccable. That's what you expect. That's what it is. Nobody's going to remember the first half of this game. We as Chiefs fans are. Nobody nationally is going to remember the first half of this game. You know what they're going to remember? Patrick Mahomes driving them down the field, winning in overtime, walking off the game. That's what everybody's going to remember. That is his legacy. We do all this stuff with Tom Brady. We do all this stuff, all this conversation about deserved as the GOAT, as deserved, absolutely. People don't remember the bad drives. People don't remember the bad halves from Tom Brady. They remember the rings and the game-winning moments. And Kansas City, you have a converse, You have a guy that is in that conversation. Make no mistakes. It is Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes now, and that's it. There's nobody else in this conversation, period. And it, God, it feels so good because my man hadn't even hit 30 yet. And we are already in that conversation. It's it's Tom Brady, oh. it's Patrick Mahomes, and I swear the next person that even attempts to put a single quarterback even close to Patrick no, Mahomes is playing this football no. game now, they need to be off television, off the internet, off whatever platform they are talking into because nobody belongs with this man. It's not close. It's not close. And this doesn't diminish anything else about the rest of the team. But like, come on, we all watch this team all year long. We all watch this team in this game. They just won a Super Bowl, down double digits, throwing to Mo, Curly, and Larry, or whatever the three Stooges' names are. They were the wide receivers, and they won a Super Bowl, throwing to those guys. What what else do you need? We Greg, you said last year, if this team wins the Super Bowl, that everybody fucking messed up. You, that's what mm-hmm. you said last year. Everybody no, I said AFC up. Championship game, not winning okay. the Super Bowl. Oh, so they, right. they fucked up the, twice. Extra credit. They, yeah. They, they screwed up twice. And then now the Chiefs come back and they say, hey, guess what? We're going to somehow make it harder on ourselves. We're going to go through the, by DVOA, the hardest playoff run of all time in rolling a Super Bowl while down double digits, while losing the game with under three minutes left, while losing the game in overtime, come back and win this football game with this team, with this collection of players, with two turnovers, with these mistakes, with not being able to move the ball for half of this game, with a defense that went up against the best offense in the NFL since like 2000. That's what this team just did. You want to tell me this team's not about to be better? You want to tell me that anybody in the NFL wants to play this team ever fucking again (laughs) in a game that ever matters? Hell no. Well, I'm glad you said it. Um, Bust out the hair start. Aaron I don't want Rodgers, to... eat your fucking heart out, man. I How many years did we hear, oh, Aaron Rodgers is throwing to scrubs. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is trying to make shit happen. It's like, eat, just get out of here, man. Like, you're not even in the conversation anymore. Mm, I, this is, like, I, I, I'm trying not to get too far ahead of the future, right? Because I want to enjoy every second of this. Because I so badly wanted this one. Because of how much, how house money everything feels now, right? Three rings. He has just beat the rest of the AFC quarterbacks into the dirt. He has just, just put them all, stuffed them all in a locker. And it will take three years for anyone to potentially tie him on rings. Like he is just. He is he is just blowing past everyone. He's 28 years old. He's playing out of his mind. And it was this year was an out like this was the year. This was your chance. AFC, NFC, like 
This was a down year for the Chiefs by their standards. And you blew it. You let him win another ring. You gave him an opportunity to pad his stats again in a year where it was hard. They lost a lot of football games. They had to go on the road to the playoffs twice. They have spent back-to-back years with their quarterback taking up 17% and 16.9% of the cap. The first team to ever do that with a quarterback taking up that much cap space. It's absurd. Like, it's just insane what he, what this team's accomplished. And I'm not going to just point to just Mahomes, but obviously we know that he's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's Mahomes. It's Michael Jordan, which, again, all these all these comparisons can start happening. You can start, you can start maybe puffing your chest about the GOAT now. I know Tom's got seven rings, but what Mahomes is doing is remarkable. And I just, I think the thing that should terrify the National Football League, should absolutely terrify the National Football League, is the way in which he went about winning this winning this season. You know, they had a great defense, but watching his maturity and growth, and I think even about the last drive of the game, he wants to take that shot down the field to try to win the game, right? He wants to take that aggressive shot. He's he's rearing up. You can see his body positioning. He's tilting up, and he makes... I'm not... This is like, going to sound like we're just like getting crazy. It was a phenomenal check down. It was a phenomenal <laughs> check down to Isaiah Pacheco. He didn't have an easy completion. He figured out how to get the ball to him in the flat, gained us three or four. But in that situation, in that game, the maturity that he has shown and the progress he's made, you know, he said he's made comments about how this year has made him a better quarterback. He's made comments about how, you know, some of these things could be good for this team. They were. And like, we all on the outside want to say, like, yeah, like we want to say what we want to say. Who cares what we say? They, they they in the building have a different level of belief. They have a different level of how they, you know, an expectation on themselves. And some of the stuff that we can't quantify, they have. And Mahomes had it this year. And I just, I, I'm blown away. It's so, just so great. It's, I'm, I'm uh, so happy right now. I just, I, the greatest player ever, ever. No, I think we all agree. And like, I don't, I don't want to diminish anything. We spent 26 minutes now. We've been talking about Mahomes the whole time. He was absolutely phenomenal in this football game. I mean, shout out to Travis Kelsey. This man was visibly gassed in this football game. After one play, sometimes he was having to come sit outside and just, he was huffing. He was puffing. But guess what? And we talk about the second half, Patrick Mahomes being great. You know who else stepped up in the second half after coming out of halftime with one receiving yard? Travis Kelsey. He comes out in the second half of this game, has 92 receiving yards. He's the guy that's making all the third down conversions. He is the guy. He, he is clearly, but Monty Jones is somewhere punching the wall right now because <laughs> Travis Kelsey, in his worst season of his career, was the man on the football. The man. City Chiefs. He is so furious right now. And it's just, you could tell it meant a lot to him. He was giving it his all 100% of the time. Then you flip over. We talked about McCall Hardman. We talked about NVS a little bit, but NVS. Cole Hardman getting redemption. Justin Watson making plays. And yeah, okay, maybe there was a drop in there. But Justin Watson's making big plays down the three for 54. It's just, who are these guys outside of Travis? Because like, that's legitimately, who are these people? You're throwing the ball to these guys. Like, you're literally expecting, as a fan, of the most biased, of the most hopeful fan, you see a football going to any of these wide receivers, and you're like, oh, wow, that's a 50-50 ball at best. And they could be wide open in the middle of the field. That's what they're working with. But these guys all made work. They all showed up, had big plays. I thought Rasheed Rice had a great game. Hey, Rasheed Rice was about to have a walk-off. 
at the end of the game. An unfortunate bad snap probably throws off the timing and stops Rasheed Rice from having a walk-off touchdown. But like, all these are the receivers. And Isaiah Pacheco probably doesn't have his best game. He had hard physical runs when they needed some, but he also didn't have his best game. You know, that fumble was in there. He missed a couple gaps. Like, this team was not coaching on all cylinders, even for their talent level, and it was still the most flawed team they ever had, and they went and won a Super Bowl because of this, the mentality that they had all year long, facing the adversity, fighting through everything, just absolutely perfect. Just perfect. perfect. Just perfect. Want to shout out Zach Byers. Want to shout out Jay Felton. Why are not 05? Yeah. Nick Russell, Corey Peters, Let's Talk UVS. Those are all, all Super Chats. Y'all don't realize how much that money means to the Kansas City community. That's not just something that we're just taking and we're just being like, hey, thanks, guys. We're putting it in our back pocket. You are buying meals for people. You are helping people. By simply hanging out with us after the Kansas City Chiefs went back-to-back Super Bowls, <laughs> and I can't believe that is coming out of my mouth. No, I. that's what it was. It was a little bit from everybody. And it wasn't perfect. And it, that, it it hasn't been all season long. Like, that's been the mantra this season. Yeah, It's not perfect. But they somehow have just continued to get it done. You guys, I know that we talked about this already, but I'm going to be very real with you. It's going to be really fucking hard to talk about this team in the regular season going forward. We're going to do yeah. it. Yeah, we're going to do it. There's going to be plenty to converse about. A lot of it showed up tonight. You know that- all I'm hearing right now? It's 365 days of draft. 364 days of draft coverage and yeah. one day of Super Bowl talk. A That's lot what's of going on in my mind. A lot hey. of the things that we talked about definitely showed up tonight. Like, they showed up in big, bad ways tonight. Maddie it didn't Matt, matter. Yeah. Ma- Maddie wants to talk about 365 days of draft, and I just want to talk about DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered for bets 365 days a year. New customers can bet and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Uh, I have a feeling some Chiefs fans did quite well today on DraftKings. Uh, it was my guess, just because I know, you know, there's quite a few uh, quite a few people betting on Patrick LeVon Mahomes. Now leave the Dra- DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit, or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issue at slash football for eligibility. And deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. We're going to take a break. We're continue to talk about the two-time back-to-back Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, right after this. We appreciate you supporting KC Sports Network by listening to our podcast. You have helped us become the highest-ranked Chiefs podcast network in 2022 and 2023. And don't forget about our daily Substack newsletter, the best written analysis you can find on the Chiefs straight to your inbox every day. kcsn.substack.com we should probably talk a little bit about the chief fence at some point. Listen, I realize what I'm saying here. I'm the, I'm chief. Fence Let's guy. go. Welcome, Welcome to the light. The last play of the game. McCall Hardman scores a touchdown. 
He's standing in the end zone by himself, who is the very first person to run over and hug him. It's Patrick. Patrick, well, I don't think McCole like understood fully that the game was like, and like he was trying to be a processing thing of the moment. I don't sure, think McCole sure. like fully understood the game was like over, over. <laughs> Mahomes came up, grabbed him, hugged him, lifted him in the air, and like you could see when it set in, and like maybe it was like, oh, is there a flag on the play? Was everything okay? It didn't seem like McCole fully understood that the game just ended because of what he did, and Mahomes was the first person there and they had a good two three seconds of just them two celebrating it was an amazing moment we've all been very critical of various players on this Chiefs team for various reasons and McCall has been one of them I have never been happier to see somebody catch that touchdown than I was for McCall Hardman and then him getting to be up on the podium talking to the world with the Lombardi (laughs) oh Harry shout out James McGregor for super chats yeah no, appreciate you all, and you like it's you, another it's that redemption that redemption arc, right? And let's not forget that McCole Hardman also had a massive play down the field early in the first quarter. Massive, definitely I mean, gets forgotten. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I just I get definitely it's yeah it's gonna it's gonna be forgotten, but he's gonna still be immortalized because he's not getting forgotten anymore. And that's just it's so funny to see some of these things come full circle. He wasn't even a chief to start the year. He's the only New York Jet to win a ring this year. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about the Chief fence, though. We do need to give them some love, give them some flowers. Um, I mean, they really they kept this team in it, and we it's not just this year. It's or this this game. It's this year. Uh, they carried this team when the offense was really bad. They were complimentary when the offense was you know playing better. I mean, this story. I mean. The truth of the matter is Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the world. He's played awesome. And he played awesome in the second half of that game. And he made plays that won this team the football game. But the story of this team needs to be the chief fence. And I think the story of this team in like when we're old and gray needs to be acknowledging this defense and how awesome they were and how this team doesn't win a Super Bowl without them. I mean, this is an ugly season if they if the Chief fence from last year is and that's not not a knock on last year's team. I'm just saying that this, that's what this offense was dealing with. And looking at what the what this defense did this year, it's so cool. It's so cool to watch this team win in different ways and get another ring on their finger with the defense doing what they did this year and in this game. I mean, beyond just, I mean, beyond even the, the defense last year, if this defense isn't one of the best that you've ever seen in the playoffs of all time, this team isn't here. They were phenomenal. And like, I think people are going to see the score and be like, oh, they give up 22 points to the 49ers and be like, oh, wow, that doesn't seem that great. That does, you know, that's okay. Like, boy, that defense was doing a lot of work for a long stretch of this game. That defense was keeping them in, not only with the turnover to start the game when the 49ers were driving, but that they forced, what, three straight three and outs there when the Chiefs were kind of mounting a little bit of a comeback to get back in the game after going down 10 nothing. Everything the 49ers did was hard. None of it was easy. They were never able to just, like, just ha- show, you know, impose their will. They didn't just get to drive down the field completely unchallenged at any point in time. It always felt difficult. It always felt like they had to work, and I think that mattered. And that defense was gassed at times. They were so tired. They lost their second best defensive lineman last week into a torn ACL in a game that they you know needed an extra pass rusher. It wasn't always there. Like they overcame so much. They overcame an offense giving them nothing. Short fields. It didn't matter. This defense showed up yet again for another week of this playoffs, and like. Everyone's going to remember Mahomes and these two drives to come back and tie it and to take the lead. I think people won't forget this defense and how great it was, but like 
I think people need to revel in a little bit more of how great this defense was from the wild card round up until this point and everything they did versus all these different teams, the types of offenses they faced. Look at the offenses they just went through. The Miami Dolphins and Miami, the team that almost broke the NFL scoring record in the wild card round. Mm-hmm. Done. Josh Allen, but the consensus second best player, the guy probably should have won MVP, the consensus second best quarterback in the NFL, done. Lamar Jackson, the MVP winner, and the Baltimore Ravens, one of the best offenses of the season, done. The best offense by DVOA since the year 2002, done. Done, done, done. Check, check, check. In Spags We Trust, get some of those Spags Mom meatballs coming over to everybody because this defense is for real, and they kept this team afloat for an entire season. I made the case for Steve Spagnuolo to be in the Hall of Fame last year. He tied Lock it up coordinators with three Super Bowl champions. That is now his and his alone. Nobody else has won four rings as a coordinator in the history of the NFL. The history of the NFL. Put a crown on that name. Put him in Canton, you know, five years from now, whatever he decides that he's done with this stuff. Like, it is obscene. It is so hard for assistant coaches and for coaches in general to get into the NFL. We can now, we, we couldn't before this year, but even more so, you can't tell the story of the NFL without Steve Spagnuolo, period. You can't. He beat one of the best teams of all time as the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants. He comes over as the defensive coordinator for Patrick Mahomes, and every single year he steps up in a big way and shuts down an offense. I want to read the drive recap from Mahomes' interception. That moment, which was the first of the third quarter. Here we go. Three plays, negative one net yards off of that interception, forcing a punt. They get the punt. Three plays, negative one yards. Another punt. Chiefs go down. They score. After the kickoff, three plays, zero yards, forcing a punt. That what that was the difference. That yep. was the third quarter. The Chiefs stepped up in such a way, and it wasn't just one player either. Like it was a lot of guys, and we're going to get into the players here. Steve Spagnuolo's game plan out of the half was so perfect that the San Francisco 49ers had negative two yards in three drives in a moment when the Chiefs had had an interception and absolutely needed the defense to step up. They did it not just on that drive, but two more. That's what they were all year long. That's what they did all year long, and it showed up once again in the third quarter and allowed the Chiefs' offense to finally get back into the game and come up with the lead. This team was the defense. It was pure and simple all year long and I'm I wish that it would have been a little less stressful you personally but <laughs> well it's look, fitting it's fitting I have yet to be able to enjoy a halftime show <laughs> like you know the Chiefs always just I like, had a they, blast shout out <laughs> Usher was incredible he made me forget the, like yeah a couple of those songs popped up and I was like okay let's go but like that was like you know it, it's they, I thought the game script early looked awful for the Chiefs to be able to, you know, sustain against this defense, right? And 
or against this Niners offense, sorry. You know, you saw like the Chiefs were getting them a lot of three and outs. You know, the Niners being able to put some drives together, starting to get a little bit worried that they, they're going to get worn out in the, in the second half. Those three and outs also kind of helped them muster enough, I think, you know, to force the Niners to a field goal at the end of the game, too, and in overtime. Um, you know, I just, I, I think, you know, that, that third quarter just kind of weathering the storm. Right out of the half, Mahomes throws an interception. Like, that's absurd. That doesn't happen. I think it's funny. Like, did you feel like the game was over at that point, though? No. It's just like, there's just so much, there's a level of calm to being a Chiefs fan now. And probably partially because this team refuses to, you know, start hot in a Super Bowl. (laughs) Right? But... Like, there's just, like, I don't know. There's just, like, there was a level of calm. Even after the interception, you, you've seen this defense do some great stuff. And, I you know, I thought Brock Purdy made some really big plays late in the game, but I think Steve Spagnuolo, and I think the, I think they had they had him for a good stretch of that game, too. And it was the, mostly that third quarter that let the Chiefs weather the storm, take the lead, and get things going. I mean, Steve Spagnuolo was great. I thought he hit, you know, he always feels teams out to start the game, and it looked like the 49ers were kind of moving the ball with ease, but you could see it here and there. He was calling the right stuff at the right times. He was getting the reads he wanted. Like, I think if you watch the first two drives in which the the 49ers had success moving the football, I think you could see that the Chiefs, that he was figuring stuff out, right? Like, the first couple of days, he was figuring out what he wanted to do. He hit the stretch. He's like, okay, we're going to blitz more. We're not going to throw the basic five-man pressures out. We're going to play more man, this, that. He hit his stride, and it worked really well. But it doesn't work without some guys making some plays. Yeah, guys made some damn plays. Trent McDuffie, oh, McDuffie. If Patrick Mahomes doesn't lead like a game tying drive and then a game winning drive, Trent McDuffie is my vote for MVP, and it's not even debatable. I you can get that weak, probably right, but weak holding call in overtime out of here, right? He was great. He was playing the football. He did everything you wanted from Trent McDuffie to do. He almost defend, helped defend a pass that resulted in Nick Bolton having an interception to start overtime before the holding penalty. Like he was perfect. He had the he was the blitz. He hid behind the defensive end, tucked in, gets the free pressure to make sure the 49ers only kick the field goal. Trent McDuffie was a superstar. That was first team all pro Trent McDuffie in this game all game long. The player most associated with the Tyreek Hill trade. I just think is so fitting too, right? I mean, was some are asking if Tyreek Hill was holding this team back. So I no, but no reason. We don't, we don't, we don't have to go that far. Jennings. Okay, listen, uh, you got a couple. You got a couple weeks to get there. Real quick, Patrick Mahomes has won the MVP of the Super Bowl. The, the MVP that matters. Uh, three times. Three time uh, MVP of the Super Bowl. No Dion branches. Uh, oh, tro- he's tied Troy Aikman. Oh, ah! huh? Okay. Oh, uh, we've got somebody on the KCSN uh, squad that has some things to say. Oh, to an entirely weird game. I could not wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I should be Duffy. Should be Duffy. Sorry, sorry, real quick. I, yeah. Phenomenal. And Trimming Duff is probably the best defensive player on the field. Chris Jones is number two, and it's a very close number two. The plays he saved by being in Brock Purdy's face in the moment that it mattered. He showed up as much as Chris Jones can in the run game. And like I don't mean that as a negative way, it's just the way the 49ers ran the football, it took away a lot of the defensive tackles of them. Mike Pinnell. Hey, shout out Mike Pinnell. Deserve oh, a man. that ring, baby. Like, but Chris Jones was saving so many points. Trip McDuffie was saving so many points. Like 
there's really so much you can do against an offense led by Kyle Shanahan that is this dangerous with this many weapons, right? There's really so much you can do. Eventually, guys have to make plays. And there were some times where guys got outplayed by 49ers. That's how they converted a third and five, a fourth and four, whatever it was, to get to that game-winning field goal. But Trent McDuffie made so many plays. Chris Jones made so many plays. Justin Reed made so many plays. So many. We're doing everything for this defense to keep them in the game. They were doing everything Steve Spagnuolo was allowing them to do by his play calling. And it's just, I wanted to make sure to get some of these guys' names out there because I thought people, I think everyone saw it, but like they were all phenomenal in different parts. Leo. I think Leo, Leo did. And it, Leo was incredible. Leo was absolutely incredible in limited snaps. He made a ton of plays, especially on the outside, either setting the edge or in space on the outside. And, you know, we're, we're talking about Trent McDuffie. Again, I fully agree. He was the best defensive player on the field. Chris Jones, close second. Third is the other first-round pick from last year, George Karloftis, who was phenomenal. Made so many low-key plays that were just, like, they're going to fly under the radar because they're not sacks. They're not massive tackles for losses. But being able to corral McCaffrey a little more, being able to stay ahead of the sticks, part of the reason why the 49ers went away from the run game that was killing the Chiefs is because it became not a neutral game script anymore because the Chiefs defense was able to hold them to punts, but also because they were able to stay ahead of the sticks. They were winning on first down. They weren't allowing five and six yards of play until right there at the very end when they were clearly gassed. Those two guys were incredible. Matty already said Mike Hanel, who was absolutely awesome. So many other dudes on here that I'm going to give credit to, but we've talked about him enough. We've talked about him throughout the season. He was a healthy scratch throughout all the playoffs. Felix and Aduge Uzama making a monster, monster play yeah. early in the game as an unbit. I don't know if he was supposed to be unblocked, but he made himself unblocked by hey. by knifing underneath that block, blowing up that play in the backfield, and forcing the end of that drive, essentially. That's what got him behind the sticks. That's what got them out of the rhythm that they were in. What a, what a terrific play for not playing all year long to come up and step up in such a moment. Just, just absolutely outstanding. This game, this team, this season's filled with so many of those little stories. And, you know, you kind of had a feeling he was going to do something right. You know, and a lot of people have been like really antsy about him and his developmental arc and all that stuff. And like, it was just fun to see people called him a bust. And like, I know it's one play, but like, he's got a lot of good players ahead of him on that defensive line. And sometimes you got to make decisions that make sense. And you stepped up when he was called on. Exactly. And that's exactly what they've been saying. Like we listen to some of this stuff comes off as lip service a lot, right? That we hear from some of these guys and some of it is, but that doesn't mean it's not entirely untrue either. They felt confident playing Felix. Not only was Felix active, Felix was on the field and he was on the field early in the game and he made a big play. And that's just, you know, we hope that corn dog would be a moment (laughs) for Kadarius and Sky, but I think that play could be a big moment for him. You know, like he he made a big play in the in the biggest moment in the Super Bowl. So that's just so cool. I'm I'm so happy for him. It was funny to listen to you guys talk, and how and we just sitting here 
how like we, we just we're just basically talking about the 22 draft class i mean what a master class by brett veach those those guys don't know anything less than a super bowl championship correct like the chiefs are slowly just building this roster of just uber experienced like assassins they're just slowly just building a roster full of solid players that have weathered some insane storms do you think they're it, confused by the football schedule like all these, <laughs> do you think they don't understand what a football schedule is anymore? Seriously, I mean, Drew Tranquil didn't know that you could play football in February until this week. So, I mean, neither did, neither, did, neither does Nick Bosa really. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. Like, I don't have the same angst for the Niners that I had for like the Eagles. Oh. The Eagles or the first Niners team, right? Like this doesn't feel like I don't know. I I, I a lot of respect to this team, um, a lot of respect for a lot of the players on there. We'll see what the aftermath math is until they start giving a bunch of excuses about the ball being slippery or something. Uh, I can't wait for it until there's just some excuses out there. Like credit the Niners. I think they played a you know a really strong game, really solid game. They did some really good things. And the Chiefs were just better because they're the best team on the planet. They're a dynasty. You ran into a buzzsaw that even in the worst year of the Patrick Mahomes career, your best still isn't good enough. And now he has three rings, which is just an insane feat. Peyton, do, what do you Peyton, do, Peyton doesn't have three rings, guys. Peyton doesn't have what do three. Do? What do you do? What do you do? You're, you're an opposing coach. You're an opposing player. And the Chiefs are there. What do you do? What do you say going into next year? Hope they're worse than last year. Like they're gonna be better. I don't want to get too far in there, but like they're gonna be better. What do you like? And every other time you sit there and say, "Oh no, it's any given Sunday. We just gotta catch them on the right Sunday," which is true. But here's the thing: for two years now, for three out of the last five years, for I mean, this close to being four out of the last like five, they were that team. They were that best team. Like no matter what, like they are that close to winning every single game. Big good that matters for the past six years now, right? Like, what do you do? What do you, if you're an opposing team, if you're an opposing fan, you're going up against this team when something matters? How in the hell do you sit down and watch this game and ever feel like, oh, no, we're good. We're good. We're going to win this. I, I think you have to take Mike Florio's advice. We haven't forgotten Mike and try and Nancy Kerrigan, Patrick Mahomes, apparently. <laughs> we haven't forgotten Florio. By the I way, Andy Reid still hasn't retired. I don't know if anybody's keeping track uh, of that of that tracker right now. Still hasn't retired at this point. Would have been a great time if he was going to retire to hang it up right there in the podium. Did not do that. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, no, I don't know. Really toast game, guys. You guys want to speak yeah. about toast game? I think we got to wrap it up here. So yeah, let me really grab some bourbon. Shout yeah, it out we- as you get him. I don't know if we have our ad drop here. That's a Tucker question. He's behind the scenes. Uh, let's just. We'll just do it without. I think Holiday Distillery will be okay with that. This is uh, this is Toast Game brought to you by Ben Holiday Bottled and Bond Bourbon, and it's just an absolutely wonderful way to celebrate. I'm, I got the soft wheat here today. Uh, Rick House. You got the Rick House. We're all just happy. I got whatever was here. left in Frisco when we were all there together, <laughs> and I got a hoodie home with me. Let's get going. Uh, Craig, you got, you got you have the floor, my friend. I, I poured myself a healthy pour there too, guys. Um, <laughs> I my toast game goes to Mike Dana. 
Do you guys realize Mike Dana was the one who got the hand on that kick? There might have been another hand on there. Mike Dana was the one that I saw. An extra point that kept it 16-13 rather than going to 17-13 in favor of the 49ers. That is a monster play in the grand scheme of this. The 49ers fans are going to be talking about for a long time, but we as Chiefs fans are probably going to quickly forget that that happened. That's, that is just an absolutely crazy play to block an extra point, to come up with that in the tightest of margins of the Super Bowl, and every single point mattered in this game. I've been condoning to pay that man all year long here in the race today. Just an absolutely great performance by him all around for the defense, but an especially great one for blocking that kick for Mike Dana. Love it. But Maddie, what you I'm got? I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this toast game. Craig knows it, and I, I'm so excited for this. Since week one, there has been one player extra maligned in this Chiefs team because of an errant announcer's reckless behavior on the microphone. Chris Collinsworth, shout out you. Jawan Taylor was a stud. He chased Nick Bosa to the left side of the offense because he wasn't getting shit done. Anytime you go back and want to see a Nick Bosa pressure, it's off the left or it's because Mahomes is starting to scramble before Jawan Taylor is beat. Jawan Taylor was giving it to Nick Bosa rep after rep, one-on-one because the running backs and tight ends had to chip off the other side because of how the game started. Jawan Taylor was outstanding. He was doing the best he could in run blocking, which is never his strong suit, but he was fine. But in pass protection, he was one-on-one with one of the top three defensive ends in the NFL, and he was never the problem. Not a single time. This man got errant flag after errant flag on the stupidest shit that has ever existed because was sat up there talking about it on national television to start the year. And here he is in the Super Bowl for the first time in his life, the first time in his life playing for a championship after at least high school. And he had his best game of the season in pass protection, putting Nick Bosa constantly running him up the arc. He was not getting beat up the outside shoulder. He was great. In the second half, go watch where Nick Bosa lined up for the majority of the game when the Chiefs were trying to make their comeback. He was hiding from Jawan Taylor for a damn good reason. Jawan Taylor, post game to you, they picked him. He made up for anything that happened this year in this game alone. I want to toast the Raiders for their hospitality. Uh, finally getting to see a, a championship team up close. Uh, I play at a vacation home. Yeah. It's, you know, just their, it's their Roomba. Um, I want to give a toast game to Chris Jones. We haven't spent enough time talking about him today. Uh, and like I know this is kind of like a rapid fire episode and we're not we're gonna get into more details on all these players and all this stuff, right? So it's been a little bit tricky, but we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Chris Jones' effect on this game as well, because he was just so timely with the pressure that he was creating. I think he had several pressures on the game itself. I think he, you know, he puts put put together some big moments, especially late in that game. And that might be the last time we saw Chris Jones in the Chiefs jersey. And he's walking out of here potentially with three rings. And who knows if he's going to be here to chase a fourth. But we need to we need to give a toast game to Chris Jones for a massive performance today Weird. as well. Those rings proud, Chris. Mm. Just can't tell the story about this Chiefs era about Chris Jones. He's, he's going to be a Hall of Famer probably. Mm-hmm. 
as a Hall of Fame defensive tackle, Chris Jones. And we all know, I mean, it's so funny if you think about, I just, man, the beginning of this year was so bizarre. We had Chris Jones in the stands with both both of his agents bookending him. Uh, We have, you know, him missing the first game. We have all the drama of wide receiver one and two for this team. You know, Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony, we were getting sold on, and neither of them appear in the stat sheet. And the Chiefs just figure it out. The Chiefs push through a lot of adversity this year. Kelsey hurt. Kelsey playing through injury. Just all the stuff that this team's been through, and here we are. Thank you all. We really appreciate you. Um, it's been a fun Talk year. From nowhere, says toast game to good health, baby. Oh, weird. I'll tell you what. Tucker's toast game is not to good health. It's for Tommy Townsend for hauling in a snap over his head and pinning that thing to the ground. And a 61-yard punting. Yeah. Like a motherfucker. He had struggled punting in big games, and he was great in this game. So, yeah, that's a good one for Tucker and his best friend, Tommy Townsend. So, yeah. A lot of, I mean, we could do this all day, and I can't wait to get Mike Pinnell, shout out. Mike Pinnell, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Justin Watson. Drew Tranquil, they decided to pay it. Play the, la- the lab on Monday is just going to be uh, stickers, slaps, and spirits just over and over. We're just cycling. I'm not, I'm not sure we made – I'm not sure we didn't make a joke almost exactly like that last year when this team won the Super Bowl. Oh, you mean, you know, all the Super Bowls that we all got to witness. On the defensive yeah. side last year, just a little less. Well, there's another ring in Kansas City. There's another parade. It's going to be a fun week. It's going to be a fun offseason. It's always a lot more fun to be celebrating when you're Super Bowl champions. Can't wait to see what this team does to try to turn it into a three-peat. And I'm sure they're already thinking about it. That is going to do it for the KCSN postgame show. Thank you to BJ Kissel, Haley Lewis, my my two of my best friends on the planet right here, Craig Stout, Maggie Lane, Tucker Franklin, working tirelessly as a producer like he always does. And we love you all. Me. Mm. All of you. Toast to Tucker though. He's killing it. Toast to Tucker. But we love you. We all we love you all very much. We are so appreciative of your support, KCSN. Chiefs are Super Bowl champs again. Three times in the Mahomes era. And he's not even 30. We'll catch you later. Look at the 31 sad ass NFL teams. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.